Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Today is April 9th, 2022. Today is the day before Palm Sunday. Now, why are people celebrating Palm Sunday, you know, not just Easter Sunday? As you know, Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, in between, there's a one-week period. It's called the Passion Week. Even though it was a very short amount of time, but Jesus did so much thing during that week. Now, today, specifically, we're going to pay attention to Palm Sunday. Why is it so significant? What does it really mean to us? And what did Jesus do? Now, there are three parts, particularly coming from today's passage, Luke chapter 19, verses 36 through 38. We're going to look at what kind of King Jesus was. There are three aspects of King Jesus. The first one is appointed King. Second one is abandoned King. And third one is ascended King. King. And today's story is really signifying about who Jesus was as the appointed king. So let's look at Luke chapter 19, verses 36 through 38. Now as he was going, they were spreading their cloaks on the road, and as soon as he was approaching, near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God, joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, shouting, Blessed is the King, the one who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. While well, we see the excitement of people, especially those, the disciples of Christ Jesus, were shouting and glorifying, praising the Lord Jesus Christ as the King. So the first point that we're going to make it, make is the appointed King. Why was Jesus appointed King? Now let's look at verse 36 again. Now he, as he was going, they were spreading their cloaks on the road. Spreading the cloaks on the road means paving the way or preparing the way for the King to come. So it was not just a random, it was not a random event or activity. They were preparing Jesus to come as the King, as you can see in verse 37. As soon as he was approaching, near the descent of the Mount of Olives. Now, I want us to stop right here. Mount of Olives. Now, this mountain has a very significant meaning. You know, in the Old Testament and New Testament, uh, in both Testaments, we can see the Mount of Olives several times. Now, Mount of Olives, especially that was the place where King David was praying as he was chased by his own son Absalom that, you know, as a father, he, as a king, he had, he had to go through a very tough time and he was depending on God. But that was the place, Mount of Olives, that was what, that was where uh, David was praying. But at the same time, we see uh, in a few minutes later, we're going to look at more carefully, but Jesus also prayed in the Mount of Olives, especially in the Garden of uh, Gethsemane. But this place is also called, Mount of Olives was also called Mount of Appointment. What does that mean? You know, Mount of Olives had, just like in the name, uh, had a lots of olive trees. And the olive trees were used to get the olive oil, but olive oil was not only used for cooking, but also it was used for anointing or appointing a king. So the Jewish people at the time, you know, they appointed king, anointed king with the olive oil. So when Jesus is coming from, coming through this Mount of Olives, it was just not a random location uh, pointed in the Bible, but it was really coming in, it was really signifying that Jesus was the king. 
king. So you can see the, the activities people were doing, spreading their cloak on the road, but also the location, name of the location where Jesus was coming uh, from, Mount of Olives, it all signifying that Jesus was the king. But also, in the few verses before today's passage, Jesus was riding on a donkey. Now, all of them was not a random event again. It was a prophesied event. Now, Zechariah and the other parts of the Old Testament were telling that Jesus, the king, would come to Jerusalem as the victorious and humble king. Now, entering into Jerusalem as the king is not just a entering into a geographical location, but it also symbolizes that there's a victory as the king. Okay, so Jesus was going into Jerusalem as a victorious king, but also as a humble king because he was riding on a donkey. But again, it was a predicted, prophesied event by Old Testament uh, prophets. So all of them were telling them telling us today as we are reading this passage that that Jesus is the king now people of Jerusalem now not just the Jerusalem but people of Israel especially the disciples believed they firmly believed that Jesus is the promised Messiah Jesus is the promised king because they believed the Old Testament prophecy that God would send a promised one appointed king to Israel to restore Israel from tyranny from from the bondage of slavery right so they thought that Jesus was that king and Jesus would be a the king to liberate Israel from Roman Empire so that's why they were celebrating Jesus so much right there in today's passage right they were shouting and they're glorifying and they're sh- they were singing praises and praising the Lord Jesus that glorious one in other parts in the Old uh, New Testament, they were saying Hosanna, who comes in, uh, who is in the highest. Okay, so this is the amazing, amazing scene, scenery that we can see in the today's passage that Jesus is the appointed king. But not just that, Jesus was also abandoned king. In between Palm and Easter Sunday, we see a lot of ton of events. In on Palm Sunday. Jesus was entering into geographical location, which was Jerusalem, with so many praises from people. That was a physical and visual and audible event that everyone could recognize that Jesus received so much praises from his people, right? It says a whole disciples, okay, whole followers. So there was not just a partial people, but everyone who followed Jesus worshiped Jesus together. However, just a few days later, Jesus was totally abandoned by them, even by his own disciples. That is so, so sad. But that also happened in the same location. Now, Mount Olives, that's where Jesus is coming from, as the uh, appointed king, but also Jesus was abandoned in the Mount of Olives when Jesus is praying in the Mount of Gethsemane. When Jesus is praying in the Mount of Gethsemane, that was the entrance to the Mount of Olives. You know, it was he was all alone praying by himself. You know, Jesus is praying with anguish and agony because it's not a it's not a fear of death. But it's more than just the death because he knew, Jesus exactly knew what kind of pain he had to go through. He would, he will 
um, carry the sins of the world. He will take the cup of wrath of God. He will be punished, not for his sin, because he was sinless, he was holy, but for the sins of the world, for the sins of you and me. How painful it is. Even God, the Father, did not help him. Even the angels of God did not help him when he was crucified on the cross. The disciples, you know, they were they abandoned Jesus. Now, when the when Jesus was praying in the Mount of Gethsemane, not one of the disciples helped him by praying together. All of them fell asleep. Okay, so only Jesus was praying in Luke chapter 22, 44. He was sweating, but the sweat was like the blood drop. That was how intense Jesus' pray, prayer was. But nobody was around him. He f- must have feel, felt so much of a loneliness at the moment. But it was not just the Mount of Gethsemane. As you know, that he, he was uh, betrayed by Peter three times. Um, he was uh, betrayed by his own disciple, uh, Judas. Peter said, uh, I don't know where who Jesus was. You know, he denied J- Jesus three times. And all the other disciples, they ran away from Jesus Christ when, he, uh, when Jesus probably could need uh, them the most. So he was all alone. He was whipped. He was uh, spitted, and ultimately he took the cross, and he died on the cross all alone. Of course, there were two criminals beside them, but he was all alone, taking away our sins. He was taking the suffering and pain on himself. So he was the abandoned king at that moment on the cross and that was that's the passion day that is the good friday as we see so but just think about this how drastically different it is between palm sunday and good friday on palm sunday people were celebrating and welcoming jesus as the king but just in five days, everyone left Jesus, and Jesus was totally, totally abandoned by them. How horrible it is. Probably nobody would experience that turn of event in that short amount of time. And Jesus is not just a human, but he is God. 100% God and 100% man. But how could that happen? You know, but it is all prophesied in the scripture. So Jesus was humbly following uh, what the God the Father designed, even from the beginning. As we see in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, Jesus was the humble king. He was the, uh, he was the most humble. He showed the most humble example to all of us. Yes, Jesus was, Jesus was not just only riding on the donkey just to show that how humble he was, but he humbly died on the cross and he obeyed to the point of death, right? But that is not the end of story. Now, if Jesus stopped as abandoned king, then we don't have any hope. But Jesus became also ascended king. Now, that is the story of victory. Victory not only as a a victorious king entering into Jerusalem, but victorious king entering into heaven by defeating death, by defeating sin through the resurrection. That's why we are celebrating Easter Sunday. That Easter Sunday, that is the 
total turnover event again from death to life. So from uh, to eternity, because Jesus died on the cross on Good Friday, but in three days later, on Easter Sunday morning, he was victoriously risen from the dead. So God the Father raised him from the dead. But not just that, in 40 days later, during the 40 days, Jesus showed himself to uh, his disciples. Then Jesus was ascended into heaven, but it's very interesting that when the place that Jesus was ascended into heaven was the Mount of Olives. Okay, and then that's where that's when we see in the book of Acts, Acts 1 8, Jesus was ascended to heaven, and then he told, as he was ascending into heaven, he was telling his disciples that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive the power, and you will become, uh, you will be my witnesses from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to all around the world. So that was what went, that was when Jesus spoke to his disciples after his resurrection as he was ascending into heaven in the Mount of Olives. So when you put them all together, so, um, everything was revolved around that, that place, Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives where Jesus was coming through as the appointed king, but also in the Mount of Olives, he was abandoned. He was the abandoned king. But in the Mount of Olives, he showed himself as the ascending king. Okay, So Jesus is appointed, abandoned, and ascended king. Jesus is, he died, and he rose from the dead, and he is the Lord of lords and king of kings. Now, when Jesus was entering into Jerusalem as appointed king, everyone believed that he is the king of Jerusalem, king of Israel. Okay, But when Jesus was ascended to heaven, he was not just entering into Jerusalem, physical Jerusalem, but he was entering into the kingdom of God, the heaven, the new Jerusalem. And Jesus was not going into heaven as king of Israel, but he was going into the, the kingdom of heaven as the king of kings and lord of lords and king of all the earth, king of all people. Because when he was ascending into heaven in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we see that Jesus received all authority in heaven and earth. So he is the lord of lords and king of kings. So we see the ascending king, ascended king, is not only the king of Israel, but he is the king of us. He is our king. He is your king. So we see, and even from the today's passage, that the story is not ended there in Jerusalem, but story is being continued from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to all around the world. Now, when Jesus was entering into Jerusalem, in today's passage, he was going into one specific location, but when he is ascending to heaven, he is telling his disciples to go from Jerusalem to all around the world. So we see the scope and the focus is not only in a one particular people, but the scope is being broadened to all around the world. So we see that Jesus is the king of all over the world. Now, we need to look at the context here. Now, why did people praise, praise Jesus in today's passage? You see that 
And then verse 20, uh, 37 and 38, as soon as he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen. Now, what does that mean? These people, disciples, praised Jesus as the appointed king. For what? For what reason? Because of all the miracles they saw. As I said uh, earlier, Jesus healed the sick and he raised the dead. He fed 5,000 people. So they saw the physical miracles uh, right in front of their eyes that Jesus performed. However, they did not, at that time, they did not even see the greatest miracle that was going to happen in just a few days on Good Friday and Easter Sunday. The greatest miracle happened that the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, took the sins of the world and He victoriously defeated sin and death through resurrection so that He nailed it. He nailed uh, our sins on the cross. And then he, um, he justifies us through his resurrection and he, makes, he gives us his righteousness for us to be accepted by God the Father. And then he would um, also bring us back to the Lord God through um, his second coming. So we see the total, the most and most important and the powerful greatest miracle through his death and resurrection that saves us and that leads us to heaven forever that is the greatest miracle now these people who followed jesus who praised jesus as the appointed king only they were just locked up by themselves right because they thought jesus would be the king of israel only and then they will just experience the liberate liberation from roman empire but that would be just a temporary but the greatest miracle made it possible for all of us all believers from all around the world to be saved not only from roman empire not only from the the physical the uh, the uh, tyranny temporarily in the world but from eternal the punishment because of sin and death so that we can we need to praise god not only for the physical miracles but we need to praise god for the greatest miracle that jesus died and rose again from the dead so that is the reason why we celebrate not only palm sunday but also easter sunday in this day because of what christ jesus did during that passion week so let's not just focus on the physical miracles that we see because we could be just like the disciples of jesus we could be just like a staying in the palm sunday that god did something really wonderful miracles in our life like uh, he provided some food for us and he provided money or good things that is good he heals our sick that is good so we can you can still praise god for all those miracles that you experience but if you just praise God for that one, it's very easy for you to be focused on yourself, just like the disciples focused on themselves and thinking only about Israel. But when you truly believe that the greatest miracle, that Jesus died and rose again, if you are truly praising God for that, then you will never be just stuck in where you are. You will never be stuck in your self-centeredness, but you will be carrying the gospel of Christ Jesus, this wonderful news of the greatest miracle to all around the world. 
you are not only in getting into uh, Jerusalem, but you will be sent from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, to all around the world. You will be the great commission uh, believer. You will be the true believer because you believe that Jesus is not only your king, but he is the king of kings and lord of lords because of this greatest miracle of death and resurrection of himself. So we must be praising God, not only the appointed king, but also abandoned and ascended king. Let's come from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to all around the world, spreading this gospel of Christ Jesus to all around the world for his glory. Let's praise him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful news of Christ Jesus who died and rose again. Father, we know that Palm Sunday is a great reminder that Jesus is the king, but he is not the king of Israel only, but he is the king of all around the world. He is the king of kings and lord of lords because he died and rose again from the dead. So, Father, please help us and guide us that we would remember this, but not only to remember, but we will uh, spread this gospel news to all around the world so that more people would come to know you so that we and we will become a followers of Christ Jesus who is not only a sent, uh, appointed king but also who is a, a, a abandoned and ascended king father we do thank you we praise you for who you are and what you have done in Jesus name I prayed amen <music>